Hi, and welcome to the Village Wealth Management Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Isaiah Ross, a paraplanner with Village Wealth Management. Today we talk about one of the foundations of your financial future, and that is behavior. We believe the way in which one acts or conducts themselves, especially towards habits, has a lot to do with meeting financial goals. So today's topic we say, don't be an ostrich. An ostrich is a magnificent looking animal, but when we really step back and observe this bird, you will discover something very unique about its behavior. The old saying is, don't be an ostrich and bury your head in the sand. I guess that's how they deal with things. So it's this mindset of, well, if uh, I remove myself from this problem, then the problem is just going to get better. That's Mark Kerr. He's a senior financial advisor at Village Wealth Management. He has been an advisor since 2007. And through his 13 years in the practice, he has observed the good and the bad when it comes to your behavior and how it plays such an important role in meeting your financial goals. Everyone, no matter who you are or what you do, has some type of behavior. It could be related to your health, culture, or even religious, and there's no right behavior. But we do know that it is the fundamental to our everyday lives and performance. In this podcast, Mark goes into great detail on how your behavior can relate to meeting your retirement goals. Maybe you've heard the phrase, bad behavior comes from insecurities. Much like that of an ostrich and trying to hide its head in the sand. Behavior is a bigger factor than we give it credit for. Our behavior starts from the day we are born, and we are hardwired, and it's really hard to change. So listening to this podcast won't change your behavior. It won't even make it easier to change your behavior, but we should know that it is possible. In doing just that, you're one step closer to reaching your ultimate goals in the golden years. Through this discussion, I have learned a lot about an ostrich, and I know that if you have any inclinations of behaviors from this bird, it might be a good idea to reevaluate what life you really want. It's the uh, 27th of January, and we're still working on these podcasts, and we're running behind. So the other part of it is, is we are uh, learning and, and growing through this uh, process because we're trying to get things through our compliance department and making sure everything is done properly, and we're learning as we go. So we're running way behind, but that doesn't mean we stop. Yeah, we're going back to are... the uh, Friday releases. So we'll, yeah. we'll stick to our yep. topics, and then every Friday we can expect to have a new one out. Yep, exactly. So, And then we'll also um, try to get some in the pipeline so we can get this consistent theme. So we'll, we'll get it timed out right, but we just have to get through it. That's right. So, But our topic today was the ostrich, and there is the old, uh, the old adage, and it's incorrect, by the way. We didn't know that until we looked it up. Buries his head in the sand whenever he has a problem. And we've, I think we've all heard that, except for Isaiah. No, I think he's been walking, been had his head buried in the sand or something. No, I just think you should face your problems. Let's get them out of the way. Well, I'm saying you never heard that. Oh, the ostrich buries his head in the sand. You never heard that. I never have. We had to Google mm, it to verify this. Well, we did, and I found out that was incorrect. <laughs> but it's but, a but, good theme. But they do put their head in the sands, but it's for a different purpose. Yes, right. It's not to. It's so not to. Hide it's to from turn their eggs because their eggs are nested under the ground. Yeah, so not the reason we had originally thought, but it does still contribute to the behavior of an ostrich. Exactly. Well, the, the big, the bigger point of this is, and what got us on that subject was people who uh, think that if they ignore a problem, the problem will get better. It goes away. So we probably could have used a better analogy, but being that this was, um, it's going to get some people's attention because they know that ostriches don't really bury their head in the sand. They're going to listen to it, trying to figure out if we uh, know what we're talking about. So, and we do because Google told us that. So, <laughs> but uh, the the basic thing is 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 we want to talk about people who refuse to or or choose not to deal with their problems. One of the biggest things that people don't like to deal with is their financial issues. 
So it's, it's interesting to me when, when a client or a, a prospect comes in, they're like, man, I want to see what my retirement looks like. But on the other hand, they don't want to see it because, you know, if they acknowledge it and face it, then now they, they have to own it. They have to take care of it. Why, so, why do you think this is so scary for most people? Is it just because of the, the fear of facing what reality is and uh, I guess the scaredness of it? Or, I mean, and from your experience, what I... I just don't understand by ignoring it. It seems like it's going to make the problem worse and worse, you know, and and from my experience of what I've done with different scenarios growing up is, yeah, I've ignored things. And when it comes down to the time where you actually really have to face it, now you're in a world of hurt. Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. That's the longer you wait, the worse it becomes for sure. But back to why people do that. I I don't know. I, I, it's kind of interesting. Uh, It's, it's their mechanism of dealing with the unknown. It's just, Leave it unknown and you don't have to know, you know, it's, it's, it's like someone has uh, something wrong with their body. I mean, we've had clients who've died and uh, friends who've died and, and they knew they had cancer, but they never wanted to go and find out, you know, their body was telling them something was wrong, but somehow by them not going to get a diagnosis, it just made them feel better and ended up dying. Uh, it's kind of bizarre, but there, there's different behaviors that humans use to, and, and coping mechanisms, I guess they use to get through life. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so that's scary though. Yeah, I mean, you don't live a a, a real happy, uh, peaceful life going. I don't think I, you can do that with going through with that kind of mindset. Yeah. So, but if you face it, turn around and face it, and deal with it, well, then uh, the other thing it does is it opens up another can of worms, and that is you own it now. Now you know, ignorance is no longer you know an excuse, and you know it's like oh I had no idea no no you know now so it's it's time to go and take care of something and sometimes that's that's a lot of it clients or people are with or with our money uh, we get so used to to living a certain lifestyle and doing certain things and and taking a vacation to Florida every year or whatever the case is that they're like oh no I don't I don't want to change that I know I probably can't afford it and I shouldn't be doing it but I don't want to give that up. And it goes back to those two pains I think we've talked about on the other podcast is the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. You know, so pick your pain. Have you seen somebody come in as an ostrich and you know leave as a lion, or is it even possible to make that such a drastic turn in your financials? Yeah, I mean, I, I've even seen uh, people in retirement come in and take care of that, and they're like, "Wow, that that makes more sense." You know, and and that, I mean, I'll, I'll call them out on them. I, if a client comes in and they're spending too much money. Hey, I'm going to tell them, say, hey, man, this isn't going to work. You know, that's my job. That's what you pay me to do is give you advice. And I'm advising you that this is not a good way to spend your money down. You're going to run out of money. Those are always difficult conversations. But yeah. I, I can rather- see the unease of that. People feeling like somebody else shouldn't tell them what to do with their money. But at the same time, this is the service that you provide for them. And this is what you're watching on a daily basis for the portfolios. And to tell them, this is what I recommend that you should do. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, and that's really, that's our job. I see that as our job. So, but dealing with that and, and, and facing it head on is going to be your best, best option, obviously. Now, I, I, didn't, I didn't, we don't have this podcast just to go out and, and get on a soapbox and tell everybody something they already know. Of course, everybody knows they need to deal with their problems. Everybody knows they need to face those things and ignoring them doesn't make it better. I think we all know that. So the question then comes and says, well, how, what mechanism can you unwind this thing, this, this human behavior and, and get it to where uh, you have this positive reaction to it? And so I, I go back, every time I go back to just simple, basic elementary behaviors. So just tracking, first thing I do when someone comes in and says, hey, I have no idea. I'm like, well, that's just track your expenses for a month. Just commit to writing down your expenses. 
commit to, to putting it all on a credit card or something or a debit card, whatever you, you use, and we can go back and look at that. Just measuring what you're, uh, what you're spending, you know, we're not even going to talk about, does it work? Does it, is it, do you spend too much? We're not even going to talk about how much you're putting away towards retirement. That, that, that's irrelevant at this point. The first baby step is just, that's just track what you're spending. And, and it's funny when, when someone starts doing that, it's like, it's like the immediate, the, the antidote to fear is action. It really is. I mean, when you start to move and start to act, immediately fear starts to, to subside. But anyways, they've done studies and they said for people who are, are frozen in fear and doesn't, well, it's, it goes back to going to the bridge. I remember as a kid, you know, the, uh, the bridge we used to jump off of. And if you stood there and looked at that, it was like 60 feet down. But if you, the longer you stood there and stared at that, I've jumped off that bridge countless times. But then when I would come up there and stop and stare down there, I, I would, you know, the longer I stared, the harder it was to jump. And I've already done it. You know, it's, it's not like it's something unknown. I've done it a couple of times, hundreds of times. But, but it's just that fear, of, yeah, that, that anxiety of staring at something without having any action, without having any kind of mobility to it. And let me say this, the best time to pluck the, the weed of fear is when it's a little tiny weed, just a little sprout. Pick it out. It's easy. It doesn't take much effort to pull that weed and, and move on. So the longer you leave that thing sit there, and usually that's what happens when, when someone comes in, they're like, man, this thing turned into a giant forest. And I've got all these trees of fear that I don't know about. I don't understand. I'm worried. And, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where they're just like paralyzed by it. And But I guess they're really not paralyzed because they came in. Yeah. So so if we can help somebody get uh, face this a little bit earlier and, and start that process of just, just track what you're, what you're spending. And then once we have that, we can we can look and say, oh, how's that feel? Do you wish you could spend more? Most people say yes. You know, so okay, how much more? I mean, do you want to go on how many more vacations or whatever? So we have that number, and then we project that into retirement. That's the first thing we do, and we say, wow, you need to spend hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement. And then we we take and we say, if you want to spend a portfolio down or 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 just take interest from that, this is how much money you need to have. Then that gives us to the next question, and it's how much do you have already saved? So if you're 30 years old and you need $3 million to retire and you only got 50,000, well, you got some, you obviously got some work to do, but you have time and we can, and we start building that plan out. Uh, it's like uh, coach Wooden. Uh, uh, have you read his book? I don't, I recommend it. He's the one about the shoelaces. Yeah. I have not read it, but I've yeah. recommended it to two people. So, yeah. so he, uh, he, for, he would get a, a new recruit. He's a basketball coach. Almost everybody's heard of coach Wooden, but uh, John Wooden, and he would teach them how to tie their shoes. And uh, they would say that the, the player's look on his face was like, really? I mean, you're going to tell me how to tie my shoes? I got here on a scholarship, and it's not the first time I've tied my shoes. But he break, breaks it down to those controllable, small, tiny little details. And and when you start doing that, man, you know that's when you start seeing big results. But it takes patience and time, like you said. I mean, you don't just go to the gym and get in shape in three weeks. Right. If we did, then we'd all be eating whatever we wanted and looking good. Yeah. So, but so anyway, the the bottom line back to back to where our message was is is you know don't don't ignore the problem and think it's going to get better because it's not that that's not how that works and I think everybody knows that so that's obvious. So then the next question comes, what do you do? And that's what I'm saying. Start with those baby steps. Start writing down what you're spending, and then forward it out to where you where you where you want to spend, and then. Fast forward that into retirement. And that's our job. You know, it, we, we don't expect. And again, uh, we're going to start a uh, we're going to start an ad campaign. We get it. 
So, uh, and, and what that's basically saying is, you know, we understand life is busy. We do. And we're not, we're, we don't give you these arbitrary spreadsheets and say, please fill all this out in great detail. And you're, and you know, when you do that, people are like with this glazed look on their face saying, really, you want me to stop whatever I am doing? Yeah. And well, it is important. You should be able to do that. But the reality is, is we're running around too much. You know, we, we don't have time to think. And the other thing that, the other thing that's really interesting is when we task people to track what they're spending, just that first little task, it's amazing what you're spending that you don't see or don't know. Your iTunes subscriptions, your Audible the online. Well, stop I mean, at a gas station every day, your gum, your pack of gum, yep. your soda. Well, I'm just saying these subscriptions that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you sign up online and all of a sudden you got you, you don't know, realize what you even all have. these little nibbles yeah. coming out of your budget. You know, and then you start breaking it down on your credit cards. So you're like, where where is all that stuff going? Six hundred bucks this month on subscriptions. <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah. a little extreme, but that's, you know, it can happen. <laughs> so, so it's interesting is whenever, and it's overwhelming when you think about that and you say, just, just tracking, getting down to the penny, what you're spending a month is overwhelming. It really is. Yeah. And, 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 uh, people just, you know, they, they get nervous, they get frustrated by it. They don't, and plus sometimes they're like, I know I'm spending too much. Yeah. Well, if you know you're spending too much, what, what's too much? What is it? How much? Yeah. Delete oh. your Amazon Prime account and you will be rich. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Number one. They make it so easy to oh, spend money. So easy. Yeah, for sure. So that's the first thing I say. You know, don't ignore it. Tra- start tracking. And then when you when you have some data, you know, set an appointment with an advisor. Go in and sit down with somebody and just say, hey, here's what I'm at. This is what I'm wanting to get to. What do I need to be doing? You know, what's your recommendation? The other angle is someone comes in and they're like, man, I'm frustrated. I don't really know if I'm doing the right thing, but I have this old 401k or this old for whatever, this old account that's not ever been serviced. I don't hear from anybody on, um, and I want to get that working better. Sometimes that makes them, it's not as difficult to bring in a statement and say, let's open a new, let's start a new relationship with someone who's going to be more uh, proactive on that, on that account. I got to understand where I'm at. I got to understand my numbers. I got to understand how I'm tracking for retirement. You know, there's just something liberating about knowing you're on the right path and everyone everyone, it's really interesting when we see couples come in usually it's you know one is really easy going doesn't really care it'll be just fine we've been fine for all these years the other one's the one that's stressing out and and dealing with all that even even in that situation the guy who's chilled out or the lady who's chilled out she's gonna bet here he's uh, you're gonna benefit from your partner being at more more confident and at peace with the with the situation. Yeah. So it is a good thing that they both get together and come in. Yeah. So you know, it, it's a win-win all the way around, and and it's not as bad as people think. My experience has been everybody retires, everybody. So they they find a way to retire. Some retire better than others, and I'll tell you, the ones who retire uh, in a classy way, uh, they made some plans and stuck with them, and and it took them years to get there, but now they're they're retired and doing whatever they want to do. But everybody will get, eventually retire. Yep. So it, it's not like it's that on, it's not that scary, but it, you know, the bottom line is if you want it on your terms, well, you're going to have to, you have to make a plan and work with somebody or, or at least have some details, have a plan, yeah. you know, just at least put some sort of a plan together. A lot of times, like you said, with the gym, you know, the plan, if you want to lose weight, the first thing you get, the first thing you do is you start moving and reduce your calorie intake. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, it doesn't have to be what, uh, what do they say? The, um, the enemy of execution is complexity, and that's so true. Everyone gets so caught up into this planning thing and saying, "Well, do I do I use the inflationary number of three percent or two point seven? It's like it doesn't. It does matter at the end, but we can adjust that later. The big thing is don't stress over yeah. that. Get, Just get, get started. Yeah, get something in place. Yeah. You know? 
So, you know, and they, like the old saying goes is, uh, imperfect action will always beat perfect inaction. So a, a plan that's, it's not completed. It might have some holes in it, but at least it's something you didn't have before. Right. So just getting that process going and you can always build on that foundation. And, and, and I'll tell you what, whenever you start to work through that, then you feel better and you want to start building on it and you want to continue to work on it. And so it just naturally starts getting better. So dealing with your issues, uh, when your financial you know, uh, issues, dealing with all your issues will help you, but we can't help you with all the rest of the issues. We're here for financial issues, <laughs> but dealing with the financial challenges, be it paying off debt, you know, paying for college, uh, retirement, or if it's estate planning or long-term care planning, whatever it is, it starts with doing something now. Yeah. Even if it's just gathering your statements and getting them in one pile and making an appointment with somebody, that's that's a great step. I mean, yeah. you know, you have to do something. Standing there and looking at the problem is not going to make it go away. I think we need to put a challenge out to our listeners. You have seven days to just get a piece of paper out and just write your your budget down. It doesn't matter what you do with it. At least get it out there. Talk with your significant other and just just make it aware and and see where you guys actually stand. Yep. And the other thing is just writing down some financial goals. Yeah. It's not scary. It's in your control. In America, we still have the freedom of doing whatever it is we want and we can make those adjustments. Nobody's standing over us, telling us otherwise. So don't let that paralyze you. Thanks, Mark. It was great to talk about the behaviors and how it affects our everyday lives and our plans to retirement. One thing I will take away from this podcast is knowing what your goals are and understand how to set the path to them. The goal here is not to run away or bury your head in the sand, but take control of your financial goals. Security and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, a member of FINRA and CIPIC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services are offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results may vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. The historical returns, expected returns, or probability projections may not reflect actual future performance. The material contained herein has been prepared from sources and data we believe to be reliable but not to be construed as providing investment services in any jurisdiction as such offers or solicitation would be illegal.